from Ringler, this is Ringler Radio, a podcast where we keep you current on the latest news from the settlement industry, updates on nationwide litigation, trends in the legal and insurance industries, and everything in between. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975. So when it comes to objective settlement solutions, the consultants at Ringler are your go-to experts. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. I'm your host, Matt Ross. Today, we're picking up where we left off last episode with attorney Bill Colarulo, partner at Grungo Colarulo, and Ringler Settlement Consultant Simon Rossiter. As a reminder, in part one, Bill and Simon shared why the client experience is paramount to their respective practices and how culture drives that experience. In this episode for part two, we discuss what they see as major emerging trends with hiring talent in the legal world. We also touch on the evolution of marketing strategy and the different mediums of messaging that are changing the way lawyers do business. We start part two with a crystal ball question. Let's listen in. Looking forward in the next five to 10 years, what do you think is going to be a major trend that's going to come into the legal world that either has to be realized or should be realized uh, in the near future? So I think there's going to be a couple, but just a few. One is going to be the work-life balance is when I was in law school, I graduated in in 2009. And when we were graduating law school, there were no jobs. It was Mm. very, very difficult. I mean, I remember Governor Mm. Ed Rendell, who was the governor in in, uh, Pennsylvania, was our keynote speaker at our graduation. He he delivered the the graduation speech. (laughs) What did he say? Good luck? Yeah. (laughs) The whole speech was was about, hey, I know it's really hard. I know a lot of you don't have jobs. I know you're all fighting to try to find it, but hang in there. I remember even you know my parents saying to me, man, that was a pretty negative <laughs> speech. But, you know, but it was the reality of what we were just fighting to get jobs. And, you know, if you got a job at a law firm, a big part of it was your billable hours. It was all about how much you could work, how many yeah. hours you could bill. And there were horror stories of lawyers, young attorneys sleeping at the office, you know, losing sleep and, you know, just being so stressed out about the billable hour requirements. And I remember one of the jobs I interviewed with had a 2,400 billable hour requirement. So when you do the math over 52 weeks, that's 46 billable hours a week, right? Doesn't sound that bad at first blush or whatever. A lot of people work 40 hours a week. No, no, no. That's 46 billable hours right every single week not including <laughs> a single day off not including any vacation time and a lunch, billable hour snack, nothing yeah. yeah yeah you're working no stuff. emails <laughs> yeah you, you, someone comes in you go to say hello to them and you talk for five minutes that's not billable you clean your office that's not billable you know so this is a lot of work and that was what all the emphasis was on and you didn't care because you just needed a job so I think what you're going to start to see is really that that work life balance because you know I think for so long and, and I find kind of felt felt trapped to this too for so long you're just you think you need to you know work 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 because you're preparing for life you, know, you go to elementary school you want to do well go to middle school you want to do well you want to go to high school you want to do well so you can go to college you want to do well in college so you can go to graduate school you want to do well in graduate school so you can get that good job and you're constantly working and working and working to try to prepare for life. And I think what the younger generations have realized is that we're living life. This is life. 
So it's not all about working hard all the time to prepare for life. Yes, you need to work hard. Yes, you need to be able to make money to support yourself. But at the same time, as law firms and as business owners, I think you need to understand that we have to work around life because our people are trying to live their lives too. So I think yeah. that's the trend that you're going to start to see is a, a major shift and you're starting to already see it from – we're no longer – lucky to get jobs. We need to make sure that these people feel that we work around life and provide that work-life balance. Yeah. And then I, I think the other thing is the bigger technology side of it. Um, I really think that if, if law firms and any company aren't embracing the technology side of things, you know, you can't sit here and go, oh, that was just a phase during COVID. You know, oh, I don't have to be able to communicate you know via you know social media or whatever it is anymore like if, you, if you're not out there and you're still sitting there going oh let me put something in the mail and mail it out to somebody it's just not going to work anymore um you know i think that's the big thing and you know we see it with some law firms that are going and ready to go and they're walking into trial like you know bill said all they got is an ipad or a computer and they're walking in and everything's ready to go compared to we see the lawyers walking in with like you know, 35 bankers boxes and stuff like this. So it's a big thing that, to make sure that, you know, the technology side of things, you're embracing it. It's here to stay. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. And you got to find people that understand it. You got to find employees that understand it, have knowledge in it and are willing to, to be part of that. And, uh, and like, the, like Bill said, it's got to be people that understand the culture and what you're going to do as a company, not just what, you know, you did 20 years ago when you started. Yeah. So uh, to Simon's point, Bill, is there some technology that's out there that uh, excites you at all in the, in the legal world? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, about maybe about five or six years ago, we switched our, our case management software to a, a software called Filevine. And it's, it's been a game changer for us. You know, we've done, it's very customizable. So I spend a lot of time learning the program and, and customizing it for our firm and then started to train people here to make sure that they become you know, file buying gurus. But that allows us to text message and all that. But there's other case management softwares out there as well. This is just one example. But I think these, like Simon was talking about, you can really utilize these case management software programs and technology to do what most clients want, which is to try to deliver the best legal result in the shortest amount of time. Sometimes that's out of your control. Sometimes mm. you can't shorten the case because if it just won't resolve, it won't resolve. But there's things we can do on our end to try to speed up the process. And by utilizing these case management software things that they have, you can do things where, you know, something as simple as clicking a button and generating a document as opposed to having to start from scratch, you know, being able to pull all that data in, you know, setting up tasks so that the complaint is filed 45 days after something is done, just to make sure that things are always getting done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we talk about the client experience, the culture that you build to get someone in, and then you get him through and you want him to go th through that actual specific client experience. I want to pivot the conversation quickly to kind of how do we get people into that funnel? 
So, you know, you, you drive any major city you drive through, you see a billboard of saying, I got my client $50 million for this accident. Call now, 888-whatever, right? I mean, it's everyone has the, the gimmick, right? So I, I feel like you have a little bit of a unique marketing approach, Bill, and obviously you don't need to share the secret sauce, so to speak. But um, how do you approach it at your firm? What's different about it? What's the same? We didn't want to just yeah yeah. We didn't want to become when we first opened. We were kind of the new kids on the block, and and we didn't want to become this white noise of just doing the same thing that it was always done. You know, we will fight for you. We we got this much money for this person. We got that much money for that person. You know, that's important. Sometimes clients want to know your results, and we put them on our website. But more importantly than that is, we wanted people to see that we were genuine people that also could relate to them. Just like we relate to juries, we wanted the people to see that we could relate to them. And we put a strong emphasis on our social media. Hmm. And what a lot of, I think, law firms and businesses forget about social media is the social part. It is social. People don't care that you've got (laughs) someone they don't know $5 million. It's not social. They're going to scroll right past it. But if you could provide some sort of entertainment for people, because that's ultimately why people go to Facebook and Instagram and now TikTok and you know eventually the metaverse, which we could talk a little bit about too. But we wanted to make sure we were providing entertainment as well. Whereas, yeah, we'll give you the legal results. And yes, we're going to give you some legal information as well that you know, we think is important, but we wanted to entertain. So we have food reviews. We, we, we do food review videos. Uh, we do some fun stuff. You know, we do some TikTok videos. So we just try to be a little bit entertaining so that our clients know we're everyday people too. And yeah, I think that becomes, it becomes fun for our, our people. You know, they're not, they're also a part of our social media, you know, all the people who work here. So could, could I throw out a devil's advocate thing real fast? Because obviously you want to be a professional in, in the legal world. It's about getting the results done. Is there a fear? Or maybe an unfounded fear that you know someone might take you as might not take you as seriously as you want them to, or is it? Are you trying to go for the just exact opposite? No, I'm a real person. I like this and that and what have you. And yeah, we can relate together and let's work together. Yeah. So what is it? Yeah, it's a great question, Matt, because there have been so many times where we've been like, you know, can we post this video? (laughs) You know, do we need do we need Mike doing Oreo reviews? Like, is this really going to bring in clients? I don't know, you know, we and and the thing for us is it's it's a fine line because we also represent people who have lost loved ones. Yeah. And who have very serious cases because we have a very serious job. Right. We really do. So there is a line that we won't cross where we won't be too silly. You know, we we have been, but what you'll find on our social media at least is outside of Mike just because he's a, a unicorn. Mike's a is an older lawyer here at the firm who does the food reviews who everyone just loves. But outside of him, most of our silly things will revolve around our community giving because Mm -hmm. we feel that it's okay for us to maybe be a little bit more jovial or joking around. We're just trying to raise money or we're giving bikes to kids or we're donating those backpacks or, you know, we just did a bunch of uh, life preservers that we donated for people to hopefully, you know, kids stop them from drowning and things like that. Mm -hmm. We think we could be a little bit more sillier, but we do walk that fine line. But I think it does speak to the fact that a lot of people now, you know, picked up social media as their way of connecting with clients during COVID, right? Because 
you couldn't go see everybody. Let me just post stuff on LinkedIn nonstop. But one thing about it is it can't just be information overload. You know, it can't just be, hey, like, you know, from a structured settlement, I can only say structured settlements are good so many times before people are like, okay, sign and shut up, like stop, you know, stop barraging me on my LinkedIn page. The structures are good. It's got to be informative. It's got to be information. And more importantly, it's got to be able to a way for people to connect with you as a person. And I think as uh, as any business and especially law firms is you need to be where your people are, you know, is people are on social media. It's just it's 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 where they are. You know, people are entering the the metaverse. You know, it's it's the younger generation is entering the metaverse. That's why we opened up there as well, as we think it's our job to be everywhere our potential clients are going to be. So we're always looking. You know, we've been on TikTok for a while. You know, I remember when I first got our firm's TikTok, people were like, "What are you on TikTok for? It's all kids." <laughs> well, it's not going to be all kids for long, and yeah. kids get older. But yeah, yeah just to, it's just our so, job to be where they are. Yeah, thinking about our audience and and you know, forgive me, audience, if if this is a rudimentary question, but some may not know what the metaverse is. So, Bill, you want to take a stab at it? <laughs> It's a great question. I think a, a lot of people don't know what the metaverse is. Even the people who know what the metaverse is don't know what the metaverse <laughs> right. is because it's it's evolving. Yeah. Um, but I think the the simplest way to describe it is it's almost like 3D social media. And if you have kids or you know what I'm talking about when I reference Roblox or mm -hmm. Fortnite, that is essentially what the metaverse is. And it's a way to interact and it's another way to be social. Uh, but you're doing it through avatars right now in these digital worlds. And it sounds crazy. It's not necessarily somewhere that, that I would see myself, but there are a lot of people who enjoy the metaverse. And as the younger generation gets older, they're so used to living in a digital world that this is just a natural progression of social media. You know, we think that if, if you're a company, you're not looking into your metaverse strategy, you may have a blind spot because this if you listen to the experts, they're saying that is the, the future of, of websites. Yeah. Okay. But interestingly, I think it just goes back to something that you're talking about, Bill, is just identifying the future trends. Because like you said, we might all be sitting here going, you know, I think, you know, Matt, you know, we're all the similar age and we're sitting there going, what is this? Why are we going to do it? But as a younger generation is coming up, this is something they're used to. And if you're not looking at that as part of what these future employees or clients or whatever they're going to be or used to, you just got to be able to kind of open your eyes a little bit beyond that tunnel vision you have of, no, these are my clients. This is how I service them. Got to kind of look beyond that a little bit to how you're able to, you know, manage clients and manage everything in the future. Yeah. So let's, let's sum this up because we've, we've talked a lot about a lot of different topics today, customer experience, building and scaling culture. Uh, you know, working with your people, understanding core values of your organization, uh, technology is a fast approaching trend in the legal world, the metaverse, and different ways and techniques of marketing. There's a lot that we covered today. So I'm going to give each of you an opportunity to kind of give some parting thoughts to our audience of how you would summarize uh, what you've said today. So I guess what I would summarize is there's, a, there's an old saying that if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And that's something that I really live by because, you know, if you don't know everything, 
So by surrounding yourself with smart people and good people, it's going to better your business. It's going to better yourself. So everything that we're talking about here may sound overwhelming to someone, especially maybe a a lawyer that's a, a small practitioner or whatever it may be. But if you hire the right people, if you focus on your people and you develop that culture that's going to attract the top talent, and you're no longer the smartest person in the room, you may not need to be the one that figures out the metaverse or figures out the new case management software or figures out you know whatever the latest and greatest of technology is. But if you focus on your people, you hire the right people, and you give them authority to make decisions and encourage mistakes, let them take chances, it's going to allow you to know what's next and really continuously improve. So my, my thing would be really focus on your people and focus on a culture that allows them to make decisions because you may not be an expert in everything we're talking about, but your people may be. And then the other thing I'll you know, add to that is that, you know, from my perspective, it's all about learning. Um, and one of the big things that I've always done is lean on the people that are leaders, both you know, senior to you and younger than you and look to them and, and figure out, well, what makes them tick? All right, folks. Thank you very much, gentlemen. That was wise words. Appreciate you being here again today. Thank you, Matt. We Thanks for your time, it. Matt. We appreciate it. It's always nice talking to Simon. There you go. Thanks, Bill. If you're a fan of Ringler Radio, be sure to like and subscribe to the show on all major podcast platforms and follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook. As always, We'd also like to thank our Ringler Radio sponsors, American General Life Company, Berkshire Hathaway, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, Prudential, and USAA. Ringler is proud to partner with each of these companies as they provide competitive products for individuals seeking security for their financial futures. To learn more about how you can enhance your client experience during the settlement process, contact your local Ringler consultant by locating them at www.ringlerassociates.com. Ringler Radio is a production of Ringler Associates. All of the opinions expressed by the participants of this podcast are their own and do not represent any legal, tax, or financial advice from Ringler Associates. For more information about how to work with Ringler, visit www.ringlerassociates.com.